Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wrestling fans, William Patrick Corgan here of the National Wrestling Alliance. You are listening right now to me give away all the skinnies on our upcoming pay-per-views august 28th 29th from the chase in st louis only on fight you're listening to the battleground podcast live from the parts unknown studios you've entered the battleground Your place for all things pro wrestling. Battleground! The Battleground! Battleground! The Battleground! Now making their way to the microphones, give it up for your hosts. Welcome to the Battleground. Thanks so much for checking out this episode today with Billy Corgan, president of the NWA. Uh, before we get into the interview, please make sure you leave a five-star review and a nice little comment if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you'd like to support the show, please pick up some merchandise today. We've got two new shirts over at whatamaneuver.net. There is a description, or actually there's a link in the description where you can go. It takes you right to our storefront. You buy a t-shirt. That will help us out tremendously, and that will be awesome. And uh, also, please make sure you're following us on Instagram at Battleground Podcast, and you can watch this interview also as well. Follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Battleground Podcast. You want to listen? You want to watch? We got it for you right there. All the links are in the description below. But uh, let's get into this interview with Billy Corgan. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Battleground Podcast. Today is an exciting day because we are bringing back a guest on the show. But before we bring that guest on, let me bring my co-host Eli on. Look at that, Eli. What's up, buddy? Well, we're having some technical difficulties, but we're, uh, we're hanging in there. We're hanging in there, and if you're watching this on YouTube right now, as you can see on uh, Eli's hoodie, you kind of have a guess of what's happening on the show. So let's go ahead and bring in our guest, the president of the NWA, Mr. Billy Corgan is on the show. Billy, thanks for being here with us, man. Thank you, gentlemen. We are super excited. Last uh, last time we had you in, we were in studio, and this is kind of right as uh, the NWA resurgence was happening. You had an acoustic show here in Nashville, and uh, this was when the whole 10 pounds of gold thing was happening, which was an amazing series, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much kicked us off in terms of the new era of the NWA. So it's weird because now we're fully functional, you know, basically running content, you know, about 50 plus weeks a year. So it's a long way from there, but I'm very appreciative of those times because, you know, it allowed us to figure out who we were um, pretty early in the process. For sure. Right. And uh, I we were big fans of the NWA when, when it all started coming back. Like I know Eli's a big guy for the NWA, right? Yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, um, I was trying to work my magic to go to the St. Louis shows and I don't think I'm gonna make it happen, which, you know, I'll get to watch it on pay-per-view, but yeah. Um, uh, so I think the first question we wanted to, to ask, um, just because, you know, I, I know a lot of it you're going to kind of keep close to the chest, which I can't blame you. But 
what what do you think was the lowest point for the NWA once COVID hit and all you know a lot of the positive momentum that you guys had created had halted? I mean, you know, you heard rumors and you know you had talent going to other places. I mean, was it like really really dire or was it just uh, like what do you think was the lowest point for you guys for 2020? Uh, I think for me it was more whether or not I wanted to continue. Um, I was very transparent uh-huh. behind the scenes about wanting to say, look, this deserves my full effort. And this is very complicated. You know, I didn't, I signed on to, to rebuild a wrestling company. I didn't sign on to rebuild a wrestling company during a pandemic. And for anybody who owns a business, you know, obviously I have other businesses. It's It's been a very difficult time for everyone. So I'm not crying poor or anything. It was just like, do I really, really, really want to do this? And the good part of it is coming out of it. I felt like, yeah, I really, really do want to do this. And I think I came out with a renewed sense of purpose and vision. And I think you see that with what's happening now. Yeah, yeah for, absolutely. For sure. And, you know, being big wrestling fans, we are, and we love that NWA was back, the old school studio taping and everything like that. And of course, you know, with, with 2020 being just a crazy year with COVID, did, was there any plans to kind of like continuing on with power with like that empty studio audience, kind of like everybody else was doing with especially strong safety protocols or what was kind of the plan for that one? Well, my initial reaction was I didn't want to run in an empty studio. Um, you know, of course, maybe I believed a little bit of the propaganda that this wasn't going to go on that long. So I was like, let's just try to ride this out and kind of see where this goes. Um, because, you know, even though it's been bad, it, it was also predicted it was going to be far, far worse. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily want to be in a situation where I tried to slug my way through it. And then I got myself in a situation where we couldn't back out and then we were in too deep. So it was a bit of a wait and see, um, which I think at the end of the day was probably the correct decision. But, um, you know, day by day, that was a difficult uh, circumstance to navigate because, you know, as I said before, like nobody really knew where this was going. Right. And, 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 I, and I credit, you know, um, I credit Tony Khan, for example, for continuing to run. He allowed us to you know, have some stuff with him on television that helped. So I credit anybody who was capable of running WWE, of course, you know, I, I think the business needed to keep moving, but you know, I wasn't in a situation where I could sort of power my way through it. And I got to say during the pandemic, I mean, what you did with Carnyland was fantastic. I mean, all, all the little micro contents here, there, and there, and there, it still kept the brand going, which was great by the way. I appreciate that. Yeah, Carnyland was a fun idea, and it's something I'd still like to come back around to. But trying to do it remotely in in the midst of a pandemic where, again, people were very, very scared, and we didn't have all the information that we have now. I mean, that was really difficult. But um, the whole idea was just to bring some fun to the the brand. And um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I I could say this pretty simply. You know, NWA fans don't want to see me. They don't want to see necessarily our talent being in fun comedy skits, they really want to see them wrestle, which is, you know, of course, where they should be. Um, And I think all that type of content, or even me in this circumstance, talking about it when it's running and there's product uh, in the ring, I mean, that that all makes sense. But when you have to make those choices against not having wrestling product, that was difficult. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we originally had one question here, but I think we'll swap it out. Um, So... Obviously, one of the worst uh, events that happened during the pandemic was the passing of uh, Josephus. Uh, we, he was a friend of ours. We actually met him the day we met you. He was doing video for us in the studio, and then we interviewed I him. I will about- say a very funny story about Eli. 
had no idea that that was Josephus at the time when he was in there <laughs> filming. And Eli, right. like, I was sitting there and I was like, that's Josephus. And he's like, no, it's not. Yeah, and yeah. And going back and forth texting him when he came on the show. And he's like, yeah, I was with Billy that day that uh, I was filming you guys in the studio. And Eli's like, yeah, well, oh. and it, it it was after the infamous hair match with David Arquette, and I hadn't seen him very often with the uh, short uh, dude, yeah. and and I, I you know, and I also didn't know he had the backstage role like that. So I, you know, he walked up, and we were nice to him and everything. And then I think before the interview was over, or when we were done with Billy, I was like, yeah, we're going to talk to Josephus here a few weeks, and he turned around like, yeah, that's me, like. <laughs> oh dude what the crap yeah but um but yeah he ended up you know we had some mutual friends in the nashville area and just you know devastating loss uh how, how has nwa kind of gotten past that you know we've we've kind of done a, some tributes for him and all that but i mean like that's just a massive loss like wh- how do you how do you keep it going for a company like that whether when a well-loved personality passes on like that well you know the first thing we did is we did a, a show uh, in, in tribute to him, which, you know, when you're talking about it, you're sitting there thinking, okay, you know, this close friend of mine's just passed away. You know, is this the right thing to do? Not because you don't want to respect your friend, but you're worried it's going to come off wrong, right? Right. Cash grab. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 or just seem kind of crass within the moment, you know, and we live in a very cynical world, obviously. But when we, when we actually had the event and allowing us to kind of publicly celebrate uh, and grieve his loss, I think it was really helpful for the company to kind of turn the page, not in a way that said we're going to forget him, but like say, okay, you know, we, we, we've done what we need to do. And the best way we can honor him going forward is to not only preserve his memory. And, you know, we have his flag up on the wall when we run. So, you know, like literally when you look at the hard cam shot, his flag's the, the, the flag you see mostly. Yeah, that's an awesome um, touch. Yeah, I mean, that's our way of honoring him because he was our brother and our friend. But but also, you know, he, he wanted this thing to succeed. You know, he really did. He, he believed in the vision of the NWA. It was what he grew up on. It was what got him into the business. And so, um, you know, I, I'm not saying, you know, you know, he would want us to keep going. I'm not trying to be as cheesy as that. I just think the best way you can honor a friend like that in the situation is to be great and just keep keep kicking ass, you know? Yeah, For sure. And you talk about kicking ass, and NWA has been doing that here recently. Always had uh, open relationships and working with other promotions, but one that seems to kind of be gaining steam, and we were actually at some of the Impact tapings, was that working relationship with NWA and Impact. And, uh, of course, you've got a history there with Impact. How did that bridge go about getting mended? Because, I mean, every Impact taping we were at, Mickey was there, gung-ho, and it was amazing to see her rep that NWA flag there. And Melina. Yeah, we got to see her debut, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's it's all credit to Mickey. You know, she was the one that that had the relationships to go back and kind of reopen that door, which, you know, for my end was closed due to some business stuff that had gone on. Yeah. Um, and and then uh, Pat Kenny, who works behind the scenes in talent relations, has a longstanding relationship with people in impact. And so I think they just kind of mended the fence. And I, we found some business to do get together. And they've been a great partner in this. Obviously, uh, Deanna Parraza is going to be uh, uh, on the on the pay-per-view that's going to be insane um, to watch mass, by the way massive match yeah massive yeah match. And, and it's a real honor you know because i worked you know let's not forget i worked for that championship you know what i mean so that championship means a lot to me um so to have it on an nwa show is a great honor and uh, and it's a tribute to everybody involved who helped put it together because look 
I think we're, I think it's now very obvious, you know, everybody calls it whatever the, the forbidden door or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've been saying it for years, you know, the future of the wrestling business is really people working together, putting together these super cards. Uh -huh. and, um, and, and I'm saying this in a fun way. I think it's a shame that WWE doesn't allow it because I think it would be to the, to the benefit and to the credit of the WWE. Um, for sure. I get, I get why the WWE doesn't necessarily want to play with competitors, but I think that's, um, that's really in my opinion, that's really old world, uh, old century thinking. You know, I think the 21st century is really about people coming together, showing that under certain circumstances, you can work together. And, and it's to the benefit of the fans who really, at the end of the day, that's who we're relying on the fans to to stay tuned. And, and, and as choices in the marketplace become more complicated, whether it's video games or now movies are being released online as professional wrestling has to fight its way through, you know, a, a complex media landscape. I think things like super cards and special appearances and stuff like that are what can make make the fans stay engaged. So I don't see it as a negative. But again, I'm not running a billion dollar company. Um, so I yeah. appreciate and respect their choices. But I still think wrestling would be a lot more fun and a lot. And you'd have to see a lot more fans at the table if there were circumstances by which everybody could work together. Even if let's let's say once a year wrestling came on came together just one day a year, all the major wrestling companies came together just to raise money for charity. That would be amazing. How amazing would that be? Nobody, nobody would lose. It's not like a wrestling fan who's a fan of one company doesn't know about the other companies, right? It's not right. like we don't live in that world anymore. Why can't we have one one day a year of unity or something where the top talent from all the companies come together and really really show the world that, yes, for this one day, we can put aside our differences and, and, and our differing uh, agendas and really help, uh, you know, uh, inspire, build, um, it, that's the, that's the world that I want to help, help create. And, and that's why, you know, when I look at somebody like Tony Khan, you know, he's been a great partner in that for me. And now with impact being a great partner in this event, and we've also been working with AAA and Conan behind the scenes. So, you know, at least in that circumstance, we have all three of those companies represented uh, during the pay-per-view weekend. Man, that's gonna, I'm just excited for, uh, the, the whole weekend coming up. I mean, you, you've got, uh, the 73rd anniversary show, you've got empower, and, uh, I mean, I don't know how you're going to be able to sleep that weekend at all. <laughs> Everything that's going on. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is actually pay-per-view days tend to be more calm than TV taping days. Um, I know mm. that sounds uh, counterintuitive, but it's actually true. I used to be so surprised when I would work with what was TNA Impact. Um, pay-per-view days were easy peasy. You know, it's basically just about the show. Aren't a lot of pre-tapes. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. It's the TV days that are madness, you know? Yeah, How that long, makes sense. What does is, what is that usually look like for a TV taping? Because, I mean, we went to the, the Impact tapings a couple of days ago, and they did like a, a 3 to 6 and then a 7 to 10. Is that kind of the structure that you guys do when you do your TV tapings after the pay-per-views, or is it just a continuous all-day thing? Right. No, we've done it all. Um, we've done two days, but uh, this time around we're doing kind of uh, three and a half hours-ish uh, for both nights in St. Louis. Um, we'll probably tape some other stuff during the day without a crowd. Um, but yeah, you're talking about, you know, trying to shoot on the fly. Um, and you're talking about 50 different wrestlers coming in and out of the ring, referees, everybody, uh, not to mention announced teams, technical issues. You're trying to put three and a half to four hours of content in a can in a given day. That's a lot of content to shoot on the fly. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you kind of did a perfect segue there, uh, talking about Mickey and um, Impact and stuff. So 
you know, on paper, the pairing of the NWA and Mickey James is a no-brainer for obvious reasons. Um, how did this come about? You know, or was it just, you know, I'm sure Nick had something to do with it. Uh, uh, but uh, specifically also, like, how much leeway is she going to have concerning the women's division? I mean, is she, is she a boss in that regard? Or can you shine some light on that? Sure. Well, as far as Mickey is a talent, Mickey wants to remain a free agent, which as a friend of hers, I think is totally a wise business decision. Um, of course, if she wants to sign exclusive to the NWA, I would welcome that. But I, I think it's a good decision for her, given exactly what we were talking about. She should be available on the open market to uh, work with whomever she wants to in, in whatever way she wants to choose. She's earned that. So uh, I applaud her for that. As far as behind the scenes, yeah, she's, she's definitely in a leadership role. Um, I, I wouldn't constrain Mickey to anyone, but obviously she's very involved in what's happening in the women's division currently, but I wouldn't constrain her to that. I, I, I want someone of Mickey's uh, skill set behind the scenes helping make the entire brand better. Um, I, the NWA very much in the terms of the office is very much everybody's behind pushing pushing this cart up the hill. And, and the number one demand is to make the product as good as it can be and, and distinctive as it can be, because we really feel, and I've said this publicly a few times, that you know, our future lies in being a different type of product than everybody else is running. Um, there are trends in wrestling, just like there are trends in music. I tend to believe that the the future trend in music, uh, the f future trend in wrestling, will be the more, the more traditional trend, which is more of a mainstream product. Um, I know people are very much in, in in love with what's happening right now in wrestling, as they should be. It's a very exciting time, but traditionally, if you look at the business over over a hundred years. Um, the stuff that people, the bigger audience in the mainstream market will turn out for are the biggest stars, um, you know, and I mean physically too, <laughs> fighting, yeah. over the, fighting over the biggest prizes. Um, that's the way it is in the UFC. Uh, you know, there are exceptions, you know, there, you know, for every uh, Kenny Omega and, um, you know, Conor McGregor, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, you know, Drew Galloway. Yeah. Or, or Roman Reigns, you know, you know, you know, basically, you know, very skilled talents who are you know huge and they're very good at what they do. So um, I tend to believe in that philosophically, and that's not something I'll be changing anytime soon. And that, that's a good thing to have. Of course, NWA Empowers happening August 28th, NWA 73rd anniversary show August 29th on Fight. You can watch that. And you, you talk about uh, growing talent and having good talent. And uh, there's been some new talent that's been getting quite the buzz in the ranks of NWA. You've got Slice Boogie, uh, the tag teams of the end in particular. What are you looking for in new talent for the NWA? Well, I think it's it's twofold, and this goes back to the traditional model. They have to be able to, to work um, at a very high level, and they have to be able to talk because we're very much built around stories. And so if you look at our roster pretty much up to up, up and down, pretty much everybody's uh, good on the microphone and can tell those stories and then tell those stories in the ring. And so um, if you have size and you can work. Um, With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, I, I don't, you know, I always point out to a guy who grew up with Jerry Blackwell, who was, you know, 
not exactly in shape, very skilled guy. Um, you know, I'm looking for those types of talents that maybe some of the other uh, federations don't, you know, see as TV ready or whatever. I don't care. I want the biggest, roughest, toughest people, um, be they male or female. Right. And I think a lot of people forget that, you know, one of the biggest stars, not only in the business, but also particularly with the NBA, Dusty Rhodes. I mean, he, he didn't fit a lot of old, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that he didn't really pass as, but I mean, he was one of the biggest draws in the seventies and eighties, you know? So I think there's, um, those diamonds in the rough, you know, those, those guys that don't look like Roman Reigns, but they still can tell that story and they can still go in the ring and all that. Yeah. I mean, there's an incredible amount of talent that, that doesn't fall within the kind of the interests of the main companies right now. Um, and, and consequently, they tend to also fall in line with the kind of talent that I'm looking for. So yeah. I feel very comfortable with the fact that we can work with these talents and not only sort of uh, realign them in, into the NWA vision, but also give them an opportunity where, um, as you've seen with some of the talents that have moved on from the NWA, that we're also in a position to get talents hired um, into bigger situations. And I think that's actually a good fit for us in the current scheme. Uh, we don't have a major TV deal. We have a great deal with Fight. Um, but, you know, we're obviously not on a major network. So I think creating a, an almost uh, a, a system for talent to prosper, you know, if they should move on from the NWA or become NWA stars that are signed to contracts, I think it's a really, really comfortable fit for us. Yeah. So uh, this is a shock, but it was a good shock. Uh, that's a good change of pace. So um, one of the big shocks for the NWA earlier this year was the signing of uh, Kylie Ray, and that also signaled her coming out of retirement. Um, how big of a signing was that for you guys? And what are you looking forward to from her uh, in the future in the NWA? Sure. Uh, incredibly talented young woman. Um, you know, uh, we, we were lucky in that we were able to craft a deal with Impact to um, to uh, acquire her contract. Um, and uh, yeah, she's, a, you know, what they used to call a blue chipper or whatever. You know what I mean? She's a she's a superstar in the making. Um, she'll go as far in this business as she wants to go. She she has every skill set. Um, you, you can imagine she has the innate charisma and the in-ring ability of, 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 a, of a future legend. Now, whether or not she can, um, you know, uh, persevere, you know, the business has a lot of challenges. You know, I, I, I can speak on both for wrestling and music. So I'm very, very empathetic to how the, how the business can put a person in kind of a particular corner and they might find it hard to persevere over those things. Um, but I think she has everything that you need. And, uh, and hopefully she's in a positive, happy position, particularly with the NWA, where she'll want to keep making that choice going forward with us. So we're very excited. She's part of our, our world. She's a total pleasure to deal with. And, and, and she's one of those people, when she's in the ring, I truly pay a, another degree of attention. She just has that extra ability that I can't quite put my finger on what it was or is. I saw the same thing with Thunder Rosa. Uh, using another recent example, there's just something about the X Factor charisma that they have where you just pay that little bit of extra attention. She absolutely has that. For sure. And, uh, you know, Kylie's going to be a part of the big weekend coming up. And let's uh, let's kind of dive into the big weekend. NWA Empower, NWA 73, right around the corner next weekend. So uh, it's, it's right upon us, and it's taking place at the Chase Park Plaza in historic St. Louis. What are you most excited about for uh, these two big, huge events? Man, that's a tough question. I mean, the car, I just, um, we're having some posters made and I just wrote the cards out for both shows. And I was like, man, these shows are totally, totally loaded. 
And and by the way, there are two pay-per-views back-to-back. Uh, for anybody that's interested, Fight's offering a special two-day package. I mean, the shows are just, it's loaded, man. I mean, there, there's, there's, there's no fluff and uh, a lot of big names. I mean, you know, something I would point to, like Diamante coming over from AEW, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, the Impact World Women's Champion coming over, uh, that's a big deal. Um, I don't know what that sound is. <laughs> <laughs> is that? Oh, that's MLB. somebody's phone. That, I believe that's, that. Sorry, I was getting a phone call. <laughs> I think C- that's CM Punk calling you, Eli, just to get yeah. the heads up on <laughs> Yeah, He's letting you know he's, tonight. Tonight, He's checking in. Yeah, he's checking in. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know. Layla it's like asking Hurst. you to pick which one's your favorite kid. It, it's it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Off the top of my head, Layla Hirsch from AEW versus Camille. Ooh, that's going to be. No, there's no mistake there that Layla's a legit shooter. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. Layla's attitude coming out of that like i don't care how big you are i'm gonna kick your ass right i love that i want to see that um the visual kind of that david versus the goliath thing yeah and camille's a jacked up crazy woman let me tell you well (laughs) and studio yeah and her appearance on dynamite not too long ago i mean twitter was going crazy they're like who the crap is that like well you need to you need to be watching nwa it's the hidden gym out of clarksville yeah, yeah. Welcome, yeah, welcome to the world of Camille. Um, you know, and obviously for NWA fans, Camille is very familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Nick Aldis versus Trevor Murdoch. Um, Trevor putting his career on the line. I, I thought that was crazy. It's something he insisted on doing, even though he didn't have to. I was not a fan of that, but I, I think Trevor believes this is a this is a defining moment for him. Um, That's been such an interesting story, too. By the way. Yeah, and you want to talk about a contrast of personalities, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't be, couldn't be farther from, I mean, talk about two different worlds clashing. Um, La Rebellion from, uh, from AAA with Mecca oh. will fly back to, from the, in the Chicago Indies for over a decade. Uh, he's been making himself as, as a star in, in Mexico. Uh, them coming in from AAA to fa- face uh, Stevens and, and Kratos. Um, I mean... Gosh, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's about eight, ten matches on there. I, I, I think those are easy, could steal the show type matches. And usually, when you look at a card, you say maybe one or two. There's a lot of matches, and I think the stakes, the pressure, uh, the history with the chase. Of course, we're gonna have Ric Flair in the building. Uh, Woo! For Seventy-three. I'm sorry. I mean, I had to. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I think the intensity of those that night will be world class. Um, having the Nature Boy there, obviously, a big deal uh, with with Empower. Uh, I'm bringing the Burke Belt the original Mildred Burke belt, which I purchased into the ring for the first time, probably since 1954 or so. By the way, seeing the photos that everybody's been posting with you in that belt, that thing looks beautiful. It's pretty cool. You know, uh, Miss Burke had it at one point uh, because according to her granddaughter, the, um, the gold was flaking off at the gold plating. So she had it recast into kind of a, some type of silver Mm. and she changed some of the verbiage on the belt, but underneath that plating and underneath some of the, plating that she had changed over the top is the original uh you know because it was originally welterweight women's champion i think it was 1936 or something was the original belt you can see those photos so i'm going to try to have that belt restored to its original form that's going to be great but just, just you know, look just the history just the history between rick flair and the era that he brings into the ring and then the history that the mildred burke represents uh, her belt 
I mean, you're talking about literally spanning the entire history of the NWA. So um, we're, we're representing hard. And uh, we want to give, you know, I said to somebody the other day, we want to give fans uh, not only something of value, but to sort of define why we're different, you know, what, what it is about the NWA. And I think these shows sort of, are, it's like a clear example, like here's who we are. Um, you know, we're not going to change. It, we've been this way for 73 years. Uh, and, and our motto is, you know, tougher, bigger, better, faster. And that's, that's the way we're going to go up or that's the way we're going to go down. For right. sure. Well, and, you know, I think, I think buying the Burke was, I mean, arguably that would have been enough news heading into the weekend. I mean, that's a historical piece of history. And, you know, obviously it's been brought back to prominence with um, Allison Kay, Thunder Rosa, now Camille. Uh, but you did mention a certain former champion that would be making an appearance, Mr. Ric Flair. Um, I'm kind of surprised it's taken him this long to come back. Um, I mean, it's been probably what over 30 years since he's done anything in the NWA related. Well, I've heard, I've heard different dates. Some person said uh, 1989, maybe because that was the end of him working with Crockett and then maybe mm -hmm. WCW. So I, I guess it's hard to say because obviously some people consider the WCW, W lineage to be part of the NWA yeah, story. I did too. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not here to debate it. I think it's look to even have to debate it is awesome because right. There's so much history there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, how, how did that appearance come about? I mean, did he reach out to you guys? Did you guys reach out to him? Like, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a massive, um, you know, get, I think, especially prior to the, the, you know, you're, you being in control of an NBA, I think he's really synonymous with that brand, you know? Uh, sure. Well, I know that, I know that um, NWA world's heavyweight champion, Nick, uh, all this had, had lunch not too long ago with Conrad Thompson, who of course, everybody knows Conrad from his success in podcasting. If somebody doesn't know Conrad, I don't know what they, <laughs> yeah. well, God bless, but, but Conrad's also, you know, he's a member of the flair family. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm via marriage. And so I believe it was right around the time that um, uh, Mr. Flair had left uh, his, his uh, uh, you know, relationship with the WWE. So I think maybe there was some poking around during that lunch about, do you think this is something Rick might be interested in? And so I think that opened up the channel to, um, to talking behind the scenes about whether or not we could put it together. Um, and obviously it did happen. And I'm, I'm very excited. You know, there's lots of things you do in wrestling where you kind of cross your fingers and you hope for the best. Yeah. Um, I, and it's an awesome responsibility to run the NWA with history. You know, you know, it's no mistake that I, I care about the history of the business, not just the NWA's history. And there are only certain moments in life where you can put those pieces together, where you connect all those dots. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mr. Flair coming back to the NWA, uh, specifically on in, in the chase, specifically on the 73rd anniversary show. I mean, that is an awesome thing to be able to, to sign off on and then to bring the Burke belt back into an NWA ring, probably for the first time in what, 70, you know, 60 something years. Yeah. yeah. Those that, 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 again, awesome things to sign off on. And uh, I hope this is just the beginning of, of, a, of a thousand awesome things. For sure. And uh, speaking of the Burke belt, we had some fellow friends of ours that submitted a question that wanted to ask you and uh, they submitted it via video. So I'm going to play that for you. And uh, they just want to ask you a quick question about the Burke belt. So, uh, Hey, Billy, uh, this is Keith White from Mixtag recording, apparently in Stu Hart's dungeon. And I was curious, you just brought uh, back the title 
that Mildred Burke held and are giving her some long overdue respect and recognition. And I was just curious, what other NWA star from the past do you feel like is overdue for some recognition? Thanks. Well, that's a great question. Um, I don't even know where I would start, you know. Um, I think it's a shame that that the, 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 some of the early legends of the NWA have kind of been, you know, erased uh, due to time. And that's not because they weren't accomplished. It's because they don't sort of fit in the, the WWE's particular narrative because of the, the way that the WWE, you know, what, what WWF left and, you know, became their own entity outside the NWA. Um, so that narrative, you know, the, the, the narrative of professional wrestling over the last 70 years tends to be dominated by the WWE narrative, as is their uh, as is their desire. And I can't blame them. But um, when you look at some of the early champions, uh, particularly of the 50s, um, uh, I, I mean, I, I could sit here and rattle names for 10 minutes. So it's my hope that through documentaries and some historical perspectives, maybe even some podcasting, we can explore that era and, and, and help people really appreciate how the NWA not only came into being, but the stars that were part of the NWA, uh, whether it's a Luthez or a Sweet Daddy Siki or, gosh, Bobo Brazil, or, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, sure. um, WCW actually, and this, this might have been like right before the WCW NWA thing ended, I'm not sure, but... They actually had the the Pat O'Connor uh, tournament in about ninety or ninety one, and uh, Pat O'Connor obviously was an NWA World Champion. He actually held the NWA World Champion and the AWA World Champion at the exact same time, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just remember that tournament. I want to say the Steiner brothers won that tag team tournament. Um, so it was always kind of cool to, you know, you guys are obviously with the Crockett Cup. You kind of already have something that kind of goes back to your past, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a little, you know, 30 minute documentary or like a podcast where you could really deep dive into that stuff. I mean, us fans, we love that stuff. We love hearing about the history. And I think what you just mentioned about flair coming in, it, it kind of represents, you know, kind of past, present and future, you know, kind of that one event's going to kind of tie everything together, um, you know, for one event. So. Sure. And just, just think of, you know, Ric Flair's namesake, you know, the original nature boy, Buddy Rogers. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, argu arguably, arguably the most influential wrestling star of the 20th century. Especially concerning heels. I mean, people are still following his playbook now. If you look at Buddy Rogers' in-ring style, his promos, the way he carried himself, I mean, you're still seeing Buddy Rogers. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. And and there, and there really wasn't a Buddy Rogers before Buddy Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. If you're a wrestling fan and you're, those names don't roll off your tongue. That's not, that's not your fault. That means people like me have not educated you to make you understand how rich this history is and why it's really important. Right. Sure. So uh, real quick, before we let you go, where is the best place uh, people could keep up with you or the NWA? Uh, where would you like for everybody to find for more information? Well, it's always best to follow us on Instagram or Twitter. You know, we update those multiple times a day. Um, that's where you're going to find any kind of breaking news and, you know, everything from merch discounts and programming updates and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> you, fo you follow us, obviously, uh, you know, 
come with us on fight. You know, we have a very modest subscription model. NWA power fans uh, are very happy with the, with the product. Um, and, and if you, if you, if you're wondering how, where the product is, maybe you saw it before when we were free on YouTube, we just put a free show up on YouTube not too long ago. It's done a pretty good uh, view count, which tells me people are still interested beyond what we're doing on fight, which is great because we want people coming to with, with us to fight. Um, you know, there's no secret. We're in a, we're in an interesting model. We're trying to build the company, uh, working with fight and working, you know, on pay-per-view. Um, you know, you know, we're probably the only major company that's out there. that's not owned by a hundred mil plus millionaire. So, <laughs> you know, uh, it's not begging. We, we, we want to, we want to outpace any expectation that a fan would have. And I think, again, if you look at this weekend in St. Louis, the 28th and 29th, and if you're coming, uh, either fan fest both days, 10 at 10 AM to 1 PM at the chase, um, you know, we're, we're, we're over delivering. We're over delivering as, as, as Nick all this pointed out to me yesterday when we announced uh, Mr. Flair uh, being part of NWA 73, he said, you know, this is pretty amazing that we're adding Ric Flair to a show that's already sold out. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Not you yet, didn't even need the star power. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. But, but, but my point, I hadn't even thought of it because all I could think of was I just want to give the best, best show for, for the fans. Yeah. And, I got to say having Bush sponsor the show is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we just we found out today we have another sponsor coming on board. I can't announce that yet. So it's really exciting. First, first time we've ever had sponsorship opportunities. So things are really clicking. Um, and, and thanks, you guys. You guys were there in the beginning. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll talk many more times as this thing continues to grow. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. And uh, once again, thank you for coming on the show today. And uh, we look forward to... Uh, you know, the big show is coming up on August 28th and 29th, which, by the way, you can watch on Fight. And uh, thanks to Fight, which, by the way, we are really good friends with them as well as you are. We actually have a code for our listeners that are watching this that they can win to uh, watch the NWA this weekend. So uh, definitely check us out on uh, Twitter, Battleground IHR. And uh, if you don't win, buy. Because well, <laughs> you can't buy tickets because it's, it's sold stacked. out. So. It's stacked. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Battleground Podcast. Make sure you give it five stars and a nice review. To stay up to date with the show, follow them at Battleground Podcast on Instagram. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.